everyone, this is Larry from WSTrades.com. This podcast is about trading stocks and stock options. Any information in these podcasts should not be construed as advice. It's for educational and entertainment purposes only. We are not financial advisors. Hey everyone, this is Larry and James from WSTrades.com doing our weekly update podcast. How's it going, James? It's going pretty good, man. How are you? Doing good. Mary, uh, you want to run through any trades you had closing or opening last week? Yeah, so January monthly, so I had a lot of stuff going on. Um, had some stuff blow up on the put side, no surprise. Um, I think ArcG got me. I had a spread down there. And then ARKK, I think um, the Qs got me as well. I had a spread uh, expiring, so I did have some stuff go max loss there. And then I did have some buybacks. Um, looks like I bought back Jets for a couple bucks. Um, I had a put down there. So that was um, at a profit, though. It was like, I think, barely in the money or something. And then I rolled some stuff out. Uh, it looks like I had a uh, put on GPS or Gap expiring. And, man, it was looking great until this massive sell-off. I mean, it's just like out of the money, out of the money, out of the money. And then, of course, this last week with the huge move down, it went in the money. Um, but I think I grabbed, yeah, $57 to roll it, um, I think, out a month. Yeah, to the February monthly. So um, I give myself another month there for them to kind of rally back up. And they don't have to move far. Um, so that was a roll. And then I had a put in the money on FXI, which is the China large cap ETF. I rolled that one out to February. Uh, and then also I had a DIA position that was just like the short leg in the money, long leg out of the money. So I was able to grab some credit on that and roll that thing into February as well. I was able to close out of a couple EWZ puts. So I actually had three puts um, short on EWZ and I've been rolling them forever, like for months and months. And EWZ just finally went on this tear, like totally doing its own thing uh, outside of what the markets are kind of doing. Because I think it's been suffering beat down for so much longer that the bulls are kind of back into it. So I actually got out of two positions there, which was pretty sweet. I made a fat profit on those. So now I only have one short put on EWZ, um, which I... Actually, I think I let that one go through, and I think I'm going to grab the shares. So, um, so either way, I could have rolled it out and grabbed a little more credit. Um, or in this situation, I'm just going to take the shares and maybe sell some calls um, against the shares. And then I did also buy some more TQQQ as the market made another massive move down. Um, I just liked the price even better on TQQQ. Um, so I'm down a little bit on that trade because the markets have continued to sell off, but um, probably going to hold that thing until the markets recover. Yeah, it's been an ugly week. <laughs> ugly um, couple weeks, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I didn't have a whole bunch going on. Um, so I was in a diagonal on wheat and precious metals, and I I don't even know if I can pull up the date but uh i had a long call that expired on uh the 11th and then i had a short call against that that expired last friday so that was out of the money and then i was still long that call that expires uh february I ended up selling that because they're just making some nutty moves where i was up big on the trade and then 
down big on the trade and I just finally decided to put a trailing stop on it. And if it kept ripping cool, if not, you know, I was fine with just taking my profits at that point. And I set it a little too, a little too tight. It was a $10 stop. Uh, so it moved up a little bit and then sold off. And had I had a little bit wider stop on it, I could have made another, I could have uh, more than doubled the profit on it. So I ended up making like a hundred bucks on uh, that call. And at one point, I think it was up close to 300 bucks or something like that. Something crazy. They went on an insane rip. Uh, but yeah, anyways, good trade. Uh, made some decent money. I also have a lottery ticket that I bought on uh, ticker symbol CIA, and they hit some weird like social, um, uh, social media posts or something scanner that TD has on their stuff now. Uh, and I noticed that the they were at just this perfect price level where they had made a massive rip from the last time they were at this price level. So I was like, eh, you know what? It's a cheap out of the money call, but just barely, uh, it cost me 15 bucks. So if they do start ripping from here, uh, then I can make money on it. If not, I know, you know, going into the trade that I'm probably just going to lose 15 bucks. And, you know, I'm happy with that. Um, then I sold a put spread on Starbucks. That's the 95, 96, uh, puts that expire the 28th. Uh, I got into another put spread on Oracle because they just, you know, the reason I got into them was they were at this certain price level and they had just been absolutely beat down. So once they started, you know, the whole market was selling off, they sold off too. I was like, okay, now I can get a little further out of the money and sell another uh, put spread on them. So I ended up selling the uh, 85-84 put spread on them that expires this Friday. And then I did something, uh, just a fat thumb, stupid trade. And the very next day, I rolled that spread. So now it expires February 4th, which is fine because it uh, it was a debit, but very small debit. I took in $40 uh, in credit for the initial spread, and then it cost me $3 to roll it. Uh, but I was trying to roll my other Oracle spread that I've had on for like a week and a half that expired uh, this last Friday. I was trying to roll that out and I thought, oh, cool. It's only going to cost me three bucks to give me a little more time. And it was, it, it was the other spread. So anyways, uh, you know, uh, rolling that one out. And then I got just absolutely annihilated on the, um, the Oracle spread that did expire this Friday, went max loss on that. They just sold through everything. Uh, so I don't remember what the initial credit was that I took in, took in on it, but it was a one wide. So, you know, I'm having to buy it back for a hundred bucks. And then my last trade, I sold a put spread on QQQ on Friday. Uh, once it started dumping super hard, I'm looking at 350 to hold. If it doesn't, then we're screwed. But the volatility spiked so high that I was able to uh, get pretty good range on. I, I think it was less than the uh, 30 delta put spread that I put on, and uh, my strikes are 344, 345. So hoping. 350 holds i'm not real confident in it at this point but uh, i guess time will tell nice man yeah definitely uh some opportunities right now for sure uh with the markets making these huge moves down and um yeah I, that's usually what i do and this will kind of i guess lead into our topic too of 
how you can kind of play some of these massive mar- uh, market dumps like we're kind of seeing lately. Um, you know, for me, when this happens and we have these huge sell-offs and the VIX is popping off and volatility is spiking, you know, I see this as a great opportunity. People are freaking out. Um, like you're saying, 350 may not hold on the queues. We might be, you know, dumping a lot lower and selling off a lot more than we are right now. Um, but it's a great opportunity to go sell out of the money options because IV is nuts right now. So, um, we just kind of wanted to talk in this podcast about how to trade market conditions like we've seen in the last few weeks. You know, the Fed is out there talking about all these rate hikes. Uh, people are dumping their stuff. Um, I don't know. Uh, we were talking about this the other day, but I want to say uh, NASDAQ is down about 12 or 14% maybe or something like that um, since it hit the all-time high. So, um you know, that's one thing you can do in a big market dump um, or it looks like the market is about to collapse. Um, implied volatility is going to be through the roof and you can really do well selling out of the money options like uh, going out and selling spreads, um, going out and, you know, if you want to take a naked position like selling a naked call or a naked put, um, or, you know, going out and selling strangle, selling iron condors, things of that nature. Um, you know, that's one thing you can do to deal with market conditions like we're seeing right now. Yeah, one thing that I like to do, and I think I'm going to change up what I'm doing on uh, that $1,000 account that I started for the YouTube channel. I did want to just trade uh, options on it, but with the conditions like they are in the market, one thing that I do in my other account is uh, buy shares of inverse ETFs, and that's I have a whole watch list that I made uh, from inverse ETFs, and uh, some of them, if you guys want to check them out, is SQQQ, uh, which is the, I believe it's that's triple inverse. So say NASDAQ sells off 1%, then this ETF goes up uh, 3%. And uh, there's another one on the VIX, which is UVXY. Uh, God, that thing was up 13, almost 14% on Friday. Um, then there's one for the S&P, and that's SPXU. Uh, there's another one for the VIX, and that's uh, VXX. Um, SDAO, no, 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 that's not an inverse. This is um, uh, for VIX. This would be, you know, when the VIX pops this thing. I don't know what uh, percentage it uh, multiplies it by but it uh i think vxx is double but that's uh, for the vix as well uh s dow is shorting the dow um sh god what is sh S&P 500 i think okay and then uh psq that is nasdaq but i think it's uh is that the one the double or no i think that's just uh it's percentage exactly so whatever, it's just the uh, inverse, um, just a one-to-one. And then DOG is DIA as well, and that trades uh, these last three I mentioned, uh, SH, PSQ, and DOG all trade 24 hours as well. So you know, if you wanted to get into it way after hours, you could uh, get into those. Nice. Yeah, you know, talking about the NASDAQ and looking at some of the levels, um, 
we were talking about there um i think yeah 350 doesn't hold right it looks like on the queues 340 uh might be a next stop so yeah if this thing falls through 350 closes below 350 um yeah you have that option like you're saying you might want to go for some type of inverse etf or you might want to go out and sell a call spread because you're going to get really good range um right now because implied volatility is up so um yeah that's definitely another thing you can do and um also something else that i'm doing uh in this situation right now um you know i've got cash set aside i'm not you know using all my capital and stuff so I'm going out and buying stuff um, as these big moves happen. So I know I bought some space uh, when they hit like at $14, I think, and they just continued to move. So they moved down another $5 to nine bucks. So I grabbed some more shares and now I'm just kind of hanging out. Um, I did the same thing with TQQQ, which is the um, leveraged NASDAQ ETF. Um, so that's another thing they hit. I forget what it was like 60 or 65 or something like that. So I grabbed some markets kept dumping, but I kind of waited to a certain point and I'm like, okay, this is, you know, enough of a move down again. I'm going to grab more and I'm just kind of hanging out and waiting um, for it to keep moving. Like, you know, if this 350 doesn't hold on the cues and we do go down to test 340, I might grab a little more there. And then kind of see if that doesn't hold. Uh, we might be heading down around 325 or so. I don't know. I'm kind of looking at the cues right now, but it looks like maybe 325, 320, somewhere in there could be a next stop. Um, you know, if it falls that far, that's another thing you can do too. It's good to have some cash aside. I know like right now we've kind of talked about this and inflation and with the Fed printing all this money, it seems like cash is trash right now. <laughs> but it is kind of good if you do keep some aside because you can go out there and buy these things at a great discount. And if you're not over leveraged, you know, if your position sizing is correct, you can keep buying this stuff, um, you know, as these moves, these big moves happen in the downward direction. And then eventually when the dust settles and things recover, you know, you're going to be making some fat profit uh, once the markets recover and things rally up. You know, it might take a while for sure. So you got to have some patience. But, you know, once things recover and things rally, you know, you're going to be sitting on a big profit. Um once the markets kind of get it together. Yeah, so you're averaging down on uh, the NASDAQ by buying more TQQQ uh, in this sell-off. And that's something that, you know, I typically I don't average down uh, very often. I usually, you know, if, I, if I'm if i in a trade, I, I have short-term trades. I don't like holding a lot of long stuff in any of the accounts that I show. So I don't average down a lot. But I would say... Averaging down on something like uh, NASDAQ is a, a good idea because, I mean, you're already in the trade. It's going to go up at some point. Uh, you know, it's not some crappy penny stock that, you know, you keep averaging down and they keep dumping. It's going to go back up at some point. So, you know, that's another thing you could average down on uh, stuff. If, you know, if you're trading a decent company like um, Netflix, great example, sold off over 20% off of crappy earnings, you know, they're probably going to go back higher at some point. Uh, you know, it's not NASDAQ specific, but if you're trading, you know, legit companies, 
when the market's selling off as hard as it is right now, it's going to rebound at some point. So if you're in, you know, some trades kind of hold off, uh, adding too much more, but until you see where the bottom's out, but you know, like you, you you did with the cues, I don't see anything wrong with averaging down at this point with this nutty sell off. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, I'm definitely space is for sure a little more risky. I mean, I know they still have a really bright future and a lot of people still have price targets on them, like 15, 20, 30 bucks. I think there might even be a price target out there still around 30 or 35 bucks. So, I mean, I know they have a really good future, but, um, you know, that's definitely a little more risky than averaging down on an index. But, you know, I still feel pretty comfortable with it. Um but yeah, that's, you know, I'm definitely not going out right now. And like you're saying, averaging down on like CEI or <laughs> these, what I think it was like AVCT, like these penny stocks, because yeah, you keep averaging down on those type of companies. Sometimes, um, you know, you just have all this dilution going on. And sometimes these companies get delisted because they're under a buck. And it's like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with averaging down on stuff like that but you know an index uh yeah i'll totally you know buy that stuff on the cheap any day yeah and it's getting to the point where you know we're getting some good prices on stuff like uh we're not quite to like the 30 percent sell-off we saw for covid but things are looking pretty cheap right now i still i'd like to see more of a sell-off because I, you know, I've said it a million times that recovery from COVID is like, if you pull it up on a chart, it just looks ab- absolutely stupid. Like things bounced back way too hard, way too fast. I think we're in this fat bubble. I'd honestly like to see at least another 15%, uh, probably not going to see it, but, uh, I don't know, man, the Q sold through the 200 day moving average. I'm pretty sure s- I think spy either stopped on the 200 day moving average or yeah spy like stopped right on the uh 200 well they might be right underneath it actually i don't know they're either very very close to the 200 day moving average but tech uh qqq sold through that so i don't even know if three uh 50s in a hold man this could get really freaking ugly yeah that's a good point and you know i'm totally okay with that too i know some people in a bull market just keep buying 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 and they get all leveraged up and then something like this happens and you know this is why like margin calls happen and why people blow their accounts because they're just not thinking you know these things happen they don't happen often but they do happen so you got to have some kind of a strategy you know you have to know that this will come one day and like what is the point of trading for like a couple years well you know if the market does collapse right now we're only what two years removed barely you know almost two years removed from the last collapse so like whether it's two years or 10 years there's not much of a point to trading 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 making money and then this happens and you're over leveraged and like you blow your account so you got to be ready and like i'm totally ready like either way i mean if things start to rally from this point um i see futures gapped up you know so things are looking okay right now we'll see what happens in the morning but you know let's just say this is the bottom then it's cool because i bought some cheap stuff you know i sold some put spreads so it'll work out great but like i'm also totally cool with you know everything dumping like you're saying another five percent another ten percent another fifteen like whatever um you know it's always good to be in that position where you can handle it you know you're not going to blow up your account lose all your money and you know you're able to take advantage 
Yeah, I think having stops in is definitely a good thing, especially right now where, you know, we're all wondering, is this the bottom? Is this the bottom? And, you know, no one can tell you where the bottom's at exactly. But, you know, to have your stops in. Like if I was trading the queues right now, I'd have my stops at 350 because I know if it sells through that, you know, I'm screwed. It's not stopping for a while. So, uh, yeah, just have your stops in. Go into every trade with a plan so you don't blow your account up so that you can have the money, like you were saying, uh, to snag some great deals uh, once this thing actually does settle. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, stop loss is another good way to do it. If you are going to leverage up a little bit or get a little more aggressive, stop loss is a great way to protect yourself from blowing up. Um, or, you know, take a small position size on whatever trades you do go long on um, when the markets are moving down. But, yeah, it's been kind of fun, and I, you know, I've enjoyed it. I know some people right now, uh, especially seeing some comments on the YouTube channel, are probably kind of freaking out or, you know, pissed off or whatever. Um, but in this kind of a sell-off and just seeing things move this far down, man, I've I've enjoyed it. I think we both enjoyed it <laughs> because we kind of know. You know, like you were saying that the rally back from the COVID crash was kind of stupid mm -hmm. and like, why are the markets this high? And like, uh, I mean, I've kind of had fun like waking up and seeing, wow, NASDAQ futures are down 2% or you know, <laughs> NASDAQ dumped 3% today. It's like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. I think when you say things like that, it people get kind of a, you know, you're an a-hole for that, you know. I'm losing money, but you don't have to like, yeah, I guess uh, like 401ks are getting blasted right now if you don't have any control over them. But like as a trader, you can be like using the um, inverse ETFs, perfect way to do it. If you don't want to actually short anything, go long one of those. And during a crash, you're still making money. You're not losing anything. So, I mean, it's just there's a lot of ways to be able to, you know, make a lot of money during these crashes you don't have to just sit and wait uh until things start picking back up you can be making money actively you know while the market's crashing everything go to zero tomorrow and you can make a crap ton of money yeah exactly and you definitely don't want to be you know those people that liquidate um like during the covid crash you know uh, once they dump like 20%, 25%, 30%, I mean, if you've got good stuff, indexes, things of that nature, and you're long that stuff, that is the worst time to liquidate because you see what happened a couple months later, like everything recovered, everything was cool, you know, and all of a sudden markets were at all-time highs. So, yeah, if you got some kind of index stuff going on, like S&P 500, NASDAQ Dow, I just chill out on that stuff and not liquidate it because you're going to be kicking yourself, uh, you know, maybe six months, a year down the road. Yeah. And one more thing, uh, I mentioned it to you when I was looking at the charts last week and, and I had never looked at it before. Like I know people say, you know, when times are bad, uh, get into precious metals and, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't like right now with inflation where it is and all the, you know where everything's at gold should be at like five trillion dollars an ounce but it's not um but i was looking at the charts from the indexes versus uh gold and not gold futures i should probably look at that but it was uh gld and i noticed that when everything you know gold crashed or gld crashed as well but when everything hit the bottom and started to recover uh 
GLD was right back where it was. I think it was less than a month after the crash, whereas it took, you know, the markets, uh, what, like two, three, four months to get back to uh, their prior highs. So, you know, that's another thing you can do is you get into precious metals and know that they're going to crash. If there's a huge market crash, everything goes. But it seems to me that uh, like precious metals recover much quicker. Yeah, for sure. That was a good point. I do remember you had uh, sent me a message about that. Um, I was looking at silver. Silver made a nice rip. Um, I guess during the sell-off, it just finally decided to pop off. I've had a long call. Um, what is it? A 17 call on SLV for a while, and it hasn't been doing much of anything. Um, selling off a little bit, looking at the daily here, but Looks like it maybe found some pretty good support around 20, and then, yeah, it popped off hard the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it looks like they made it above that 200-day moving average, too. It's a good sign. Yeah, so hopefully we get a little bit of a rip here um, or things kind of stay afloat and that thing doesn't try to go back down under 20. But, um, yeah, I think that call doesn't expire until, like, 2023, so I got some time. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. All right, man. Uh, did you have any tickers you were looking at uh, going into next week? Um, yeah, let's see here. Actually, my <laughs> I thought these shares were going to get called away before the collapse. Uh, Chegg was in the money for a while. Um, I sold like an at the money 30 call. Um, and I think it was after the December. I think it was after the December monthlies or something, maybe. Um and then I was like, man, these are going to get called away, but I'm going to sell an at the money call for like a couple hundred bucks. And then the big market sell off happened. So then I'm going max profit. I think I sold it for like over 200 bucks and like Chegg was trading right at 30 when I sold it. And then with this big move down, that thing, you know, expired worthless. So I'm probably going to go out around that 30 call. Um, uh, it's probably around a 20 to 30 delta. I'll have to look at it for February, but I'm going to sell another uh, call on my Chegg shares. And then um, what else we got going on here? Yeah, I'm into the March monthly contracts right now, and I do not have a uh, position on for March. Um, and I want to say FXI has made probably a move down like a lot of things. Let me see here. Uh, well, it actually kind of rallied up a bit. I think they've been beat down for so long as well that EWZ and FXI just kind of did their own thing last week because it's just like we've been selling off so much lately that um, we can't sell off anymore. So like FXI ripped, EWZ ripped. So I do need a March position on FXI. Um, I do not have a March position on GDX, which I think is related to gold as well. So I'll probably look at that. And then... Um, I may do something on IWM. I do not have a uh, March position for that either. Nice. I'm trying to pull up my scanner's not working because I didn't even look at anything this week. Um, oh, not getting into that. Crap. Yeah, I'm just going to skip it because I haven't honestly looked at anything. Um, I do know there's a crap load of earnings going on this week. So. Uh, definitely make sure if you try and avoid earnings like I do, uh, make sure that any tickers you're trading don't have earnings. But uh, yeah, it looks like a lot of oil earnings this week, maybe. Hess, um, 
I believe Robin Hood has earnings this week, and God, I don't know how much lower those guys can go. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to skip this because I haven't looked at anything. I don't want to throw anything out into the freaking ether and screw someone up. Yeah, you know, that just reminded me, MPC, um, a coworker of mine, asked me a question about MPC stock, and I looked at it, and I saw the RSI was, like, almost at 80 on the daily. And I'm like, oh, dude, thanks for tipping me off, man. So I went out <laughs> and sold the call, like, right at the peak. And then with, you know, a lot of stuff, they had a massive dump. So I ended up selling the 76 call, just a weekly contract, and went max profit. So, yeah, I kind of forgot about that trade. Yeah, I, I still have a position. Uh, Hess has earnings on the hell is this thursday um yeah 26 so uh still have my put spread on them and i'm at 80 percent profit but it's like so far away from the money there's no liquidity there so hopefully they have decent <laughs> decent earnings because i don't know if i'm going to be able to get out of this freaking contract oh man yeah hopefully that the uh, thing works out okay for you Oh, crap. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, that's all I had. Cool, man. I didn't have anything else. I think I mentioned it earlier that futures did gap up pretty hard. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how things look in the morning. Probably wake up and uh, NASDAQ will be down another 2%. Yeah, seriously. That's how it's been working out. All right, man. I'll catch you on the next one. All right. Later, man. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode of the WS Trades podcast. If you are not subscribed to this podcast, please subscribe. Also head over to YouTube and search for WS Trades. You'll find us there as well. We've got trading updates as we make our trades over there and also educational videos. So you can learn about different strategies within the stock market and options trading. And also please head over to WSTrades.com. Thanks again.